to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for goneboss. We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up? A two-part virtual series. Two parts. Two-parters. Like two hours of information or more. More, because it's from 2 to 3.30, both on Wednesday, February 22nd, and Thursday, February 23rd. But it's all virtual, so you can do it from your computer. Very nice. Yes. What it, are we going to learn? We're going to learn about the intersection of resiliency and wellness and how to develop both the intersection of resiliency and wellness yes so being resilient but and being well. well yes we're going to learn how resiliency and wellness interact we're going to find out actionable steps to developing wellness and resiliency we're going to create a plan for continuing to take action even when life gets crazy that one will be important i think and how to reframe failure now who's Who's, who's presenting this information? This is Shayna Partlow. She is a certified health coach who empowers young professional women through healthy lifestyle, education, individualized coaching, motivation, and positivity so they can feel confident and comfortable in their own daily life. Now, men can come to this too, though. Yes, absolutely. Everybody can come. Men, women, everybody in between. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Brianne Kelly with Pivotal Physical Therapy. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have <laughs> you. All right. So is this your first podcast you've been on? It is. Okay. Yes. Nice. So tell me a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah. So I um, grew up in Jay County and then went to undergrad and grad school at University of Evansville. Then married my husband. We've been married um, 10 years. And we moved to Noblesville. And then we're there for about seven years. And then we moved up to the Muncie area. So closer to uh, both of our families, bigger um, yard for the kids and the dogs and all of that stuff. So I've been a physical therapist for um, 10 years. And I've been specializing in pelvic health for the past three years. Okay. So I heard you talk about a couple kiddos. How many, tell me about your kiddos, your yep. family. So I have a five-year-old named Ori and a two-year-old named Oliver. Okay. Ollie and Ori? Ollie and Ori. Oh, that's yep. cute. <laughs> and the doggies. And a dog. So we have a Weimaraner named Olive because we like O names. Okay. I like so. that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So pelvic floor therapy. What What is that? Yeah. So um, just like your whole body has muscles and bones and ligaments and tendons, your pelvis region also has all of that. And so pelvic floor therapy is physical therapy that focuses just on, um, the pelvic region. Um, even though we do look at the whole body cause there's lots of connections between the pelvis and everything, but your pelvis is kind of the central point. You need all of those muscles to be working well to do the things that you want to do in life. Okay. Now I know Peggy Sanova has a, a, a phrase that she wants to make your tag. <laughs> Tagline, but <laughs> yeah. 
So she says, if you pee, come, or if you leak pee, come see me. Yeah. So that's her, yeah, that was her marketing um, advertisement for me. Yeah. I like it. I can see why you wouldn't embrace it, but I like it. It's, it's, it's short and gets the point across. It is, yeah. So um, in my clinic, we treat all sorts of things, but we treat urinary incontinence, so any type of urinary um uh, leakage and then bowel issues. So constipation, um, diarrhea, any issues with that. And then pain with intercourse, chronic low back, chronic hip pain, pelvic pain. We do, um, like any issues that arise during pregnancy. We work on those so that you can have a less painful pregnancy. We do preparation for childbirth and delivery. So figuring out, um, like what your body needs and different pushing mechanics, um, how to efficiently, get the baby out in a safe manner that protects your pelvic floor. Wow. All sorts of things. That is all very helpful things (laughs) that they don't talk about. Like when you like get pregnant or have a baby and or after you bring the baby home and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All the stuff that's not talked about is the stuff that I get to talk about in my clinic, which is a lot of fun. Well, that is light bulb moments. I bet so. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. What made you decide to go into that area of expertise? Yeah. So, um, it was kind of like the perfect combination of several different things. So when I was, uh, when I first graduated, I was working in orthopedic outpatient. So seeing, uh, people with knee pain or back pain, even some like finger, hand pain, shoulders, pre-surgery, post-surgery, uh, some balance issues. And I knew about pelvic floor physical therapy and I knew when to m- refer my patients there, um, if they needed that specialty, but that was never something that I was going to do. It wasn't something that I was comfortable with. I didn't want to talk about that stuff. Um, my face would turn red easily talking about any of those things in front of anybody. And so then I had my five-year-old and then had, um, some of my own pelvic floor dysfunction. And so we have to, to maintain our license in Indiana, we are supposed to, we take continuing education courses. And so I, um, I took some pelvic floor continuing education courses to self-treat with no, um, thought to treat patients just to self-treat. And I ended up falling in love with it and realized how much of a need there was for it because we don't talk about that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and so that kind of started the snowball and then 2020 was kind of the catalyst to make all of like where we're at now kind of come to fruition. So I was, uh, pregnant with my second, I was working at a outpatient orthopedic insurance based clinic. They just pandemic happened. Um, they decided to permanently close. And so I was pregnant and out of a job as a physical oh, therapist okay. and starting down this road of specialization. Um, I had gotten burnt out on treating in an insurance based clinic because insurance dictates a lot of what you can do, what you can't do, how many visits, all mm-hmm. the things. And so I um, started following some people on social media. And that made me realize that I could indeed, I'd always joked about having my own clinic and like solving all these problems. Uh, but it was never something that I thought was actually possible. And so through social media, so something good to come from social media, yeah. I learned that I could like, it was a possibility. And so through lots of prayerful discussions with my husband and kind of poking around doing research, um, talking to Peggy, lots of different things. We decided that it was something that we would jump into entrepreneurship, not really knowing what that meant. And so, okay, now Pivotal is here. Excellent. In the (laughs) middle of the pandemic and everything too. So So we ended up opening in, um, August of 2021. Okay. All right. Well, good. Are you liking your entrepreneurship journey so far? I am. I am. I'm actually loving it. It's, um, it's totally different. 
working in a corporate PT office has its pros and cons. And I mean, you own your business, like there are ups and downs and all the things, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. There's flexibility and there's a lot of ownership and pride that happens. Um, and a lot of difference that's being made in women's lives in the community. And so it's like really exciting to see all those little aha moments that, um, like patients leave the clinic and they're like, I didn't know, or why hasn't somebody told me or, um, all the things makes it totally worth it. Excellent. Yeah. Like I tell my kids, like I, I love owning my own business and being an entrepreneur. Most days it's great. Some days are not as great. Like right now I'm working on getting all my tax stuff in order and that's not great. Like maybe this was the wrong choice. (laughs) Maybe. What did I, what was I thinking? But most of, you know, the good outweighs the bad and it's pretty good and nice. I like that. Good. I agree. So what do you like to do after a hard day of work? Yeah. So my preference is to go home and hang out with the family with no, um, like with the dishes already clean, the laundry caught up with no like looming to-do list is the ultimate. Yeah. (laughs) What do you like (laughs) to do? And with two little ones, it seems like none of that's (laughs) ever caught up on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just like relaxing with the family and hanging out, getting things done at the house, like with the family all together. Nice fun stuff to do. If someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? Yeah. So this is a hard one because I'm not very good at knowing actors or actresses. That's names. All right. Um, but the first one that came to mind was Amy Adams. So I think that she just has a sweet personality and I, and I've only seen her, I don't watch scary stuff or, so I've only seen her in like Enchanted and like yeah, and The like, Night at the Museum, like the fun <laughs> stuff. The fun, so that's like the, the picture. Fun awesome. <laughs> So what professional organizations are you a part of? Yeah, so there's I don't think there's a whole lot. So I'm part of I'm a member of the um, APTA, the American Physical Therapy Association, and then I'm a member of like the Indiana chapter, and then the, they have a public health like section. Um, so I'm in that. That's where most of my public health education comes from, um, in support on that side of things. And then locally, I, um, have been attending women in business unlimited for over a year now. Um, and then recently got nominated, elected to be on the board. So I'm excited as that process gets going to see. Excellent. Yeah. Amy had told me you had just recently rolled onto the board. So I think that's great. Yeah. I'm excited. Great group of people to be involved with. They're fantastic. Yeah. What do you wish you had known when you first started out? Oh yeah. So I knew from, the research I'd done and the co- business courses I'd taken that it would be a roller coaster. They always talk about like entrepreneurship mm-hmm. as a roller coaster. What I wish I would no- had known was that the roller coaster would like the whole ride would happen in one day or oh, even yeah. within a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the part that I didn't expect um, that you could have such high highs and such low lows all within like a matter of <laughs> yeah, with a few hours. <laughs> a few hours. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, so I wish I would have known that. Um, I think the second thing would be, so over the past couple of years, I've been working on being like more authentic and really being like my true self and figuring it, not being kind of a recovering people pleaser. Um, and so I mentioned that I had realized I could start my own business through social media. The downside is it's really easy to, to fall into the comparison trap on mm-hmm. social media. And so as much as I can tell myself, oh, those people are hiring people faster or growing faster or whatever. Um, I wish that I would have actually like known known that instead of just like kind of knowing that so um yeah those are the two things that I still have to remind myself of yeah and on the social media everybody puts their best face on there which is great I mean we all want to look like we have our act together and we know what we're doing so yeah they they they're posting when they're hiring or the successes they have but they're not all they're 
I mean, and I'm guilty of it too. I don't, I'm not like, here's my most horrible, terrible day where everything goes wrong or whatever. So even the ones that try to be authentic or post, um, like the not so pretty parts of life, that stuff is still curated. Like it's still, they're choosing how to portray it and how to post it. And so, um, yes, I agree. Yeah. And you just got to remember that like we're all putting, we're all curating our own story on the social media and stuff. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to some fun, more fun questions. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Ooh, I think that depends on stage of life and kind of what's going on. So if it's my preference, I prefer to get up a little bit earlier and get the day started. Um, but I also really cherish some good late night conversations like at family Christmas and different things sitting around with my sister-in-laws um, after the kids are kind of quiet and not running around needing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think I can flip either way depending on the season and like what's going on. That's good. You're flexible. I try to be. That's good. <laughs> what's your favorite band or artist? Ooh, um, so again, just like with the actors and actresses and not always good at knowing mm-hmm. um people's names and all this stuff but um my husband and I have always bonded over or really enjoyed the need to breathe group and okay. so we actually danced to one of their songs at our wedding um and then other than that we're just gonna lump everything else that I like into like ni- late 90s pop music okay because you Excellent. can't go wrong you can't with go it. wrong with that <laughs> I I agree I think that's great <laughs> have you ever met anyone famous I haven't, not that I know of, um, not like nationally famous. I mean, I feel like starting my business and bumping shoulders with people in the community. I feel like, I mean, like meeting you and Matt, like to oh. me, you guys seem famous. <laughs> We're Muncie famous. Yeah. Like you're everywhere. <laughs> like the Peggy Sonova oh, yeah. and the Buffy, you know, like people like that. I feel like, um, I feel honored to know and meet and interact with and like sit in the same room as, but somebody that, um, yeah, like nationally famous. I don't know of anybody okay. that I have. Well, that's all right. We'll take Muncie famous, we'll take Muncie too. Famous. That's all good. Yeah. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite movie? Oh, so, again, I don't watch, like, adult movies very much just because I... Well, you got little people. Yeah, well, and life is, like, hard enough the way it is. I don't want to live that out in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I want something that makes me feel good. So, Monsters, Inc. has always oh. been... So, this is even, like, pre-kids. Yeah. My kids actually don't even like the movie. <laughs> Uh, my kids don't either. I'm like, it's great. Like, what do you not like? Yeah, it brings up lots of questions about monsters oh, and like, yeah. like, wait, why are they making the kids scream? I'm like, no, no, no. Like the point is they make them laugh later. Like, that's, <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's my favorite. And then uh, my youngest really likes Encanto. And so I like the storyline and kind of that's the moral and the all the things with that. So um, those are my two all time favorite movies. That's all right. I, I like it. I think that's great. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Oh my goodness. This is another hard one. Um, Cause nothing's hidden from myself. Right? I see it all. Um, but something you're good at that people might not know. Yeah. Or realize. So I think something that I can do that a lot of people can't is drive a manual transmission. Oh, I cannot do that. Right. So I'll teach you. <laughs> um, so I've only, my dad, like my parents taught me to drive. And then the first car that they bought for my sister and I was manual transmission. And then that's kind of stuck. So every car I've had after that has been manual transmission, which uh-huh. is getting harder to find. Yeah, they're phasing them out. Yes. Because people so, like me don't know how to drive them. Um, but it's so much fun. I think there's so many benefits. To, like, I don't know. It's fun. So I'd say that's probably. Okay. If I had a hidden talent, that's what it would be. I think that's great because they're, I just think there's too much oh my goodness, going so on. Oh, my I think it makes you pay attention more to driving, like Probably. less distracted. You're yeah. like, I don't know. 
you gotta you get, pay attention to what you're doing yeah, yeah. and it, you get used to it just like with anything I you know so yeah it happens and you don't even have to think about it well there you go you can drive anything i'm like <laughs> if the zombie apocalypse happens i can't drive like i'll be stuck i don't i mean i maybe i'd figure it out i don't know we'll <laughs> see. Out. i think i probably would so we'll see so what gets you truly excited about life Ooh, that's a good question I think ultimately connections, like connecting with people, having conversation, um, building relationships, um, making a difference in the, like a positive difference in the lives around me and my family. And then hopefully ultimately the community, like causing a ripple effect that kind of sets my soul on fire. Excellent. I like that. What do you want to be remembered for? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So when I die, I would love it if people stood up and remembered that I was friendly and caring and, um, kind of a constant in the storm and had a calm presence, which I'm still working. I haven't died yet. So I'm still working on this. We got plenty of time to work on it. Yeah. Aspire to, um, but the overall, like a positive experience with people that I impacted their life in a positive way. Excellent. I think it's lovely. I like that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was really great to have you here. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Bye. So about a year and a half ago, or somewhere in there, uh, I was contacted by a farmlandian. Farmlandian? from farmland. (laughs) Yes. Um, Basically... They were having a, a, a rummage sale, a yard sale type thing. But this this particular one was all about vinyl and records. Yes. So she had vinyl and records for a dollar. They had, uh, you know, like box sets, but LP box sets, not like your CD box sets. Well, yeah, like, like your... record box sets. Yeah. Like yeah. old records. Uh, <laughs> and so did I just you... got so excited. I bought at least $20 worth of stuff. Yes. Brought it home. I was like, yes, got this stuff. Fast forward about a year. Um, they contacted me because apparently I was the only one excited about all this. Shocker. <laughs> and was like, hey, we've got barrels and barrels so and barrels of many records. records <laughs> and we need to get rid of them. We, we're, we're done with them. We're tired of them. They were collected by, by a gentleman, and he, he took had a certain kind of tea. care of them. Oh, yes, he You did. pull any of them out, no scratches, look like they've been played once. Maybe even never. Um, just amazing yes. vinyl. But they are of a certain demographic, right? Yes. <laughs> I say they that like not, I don't know. <laughs> they are not your 70s and 80s hard rock uh, records, which I would love. Yes. They are uh, really 30s, 40s, uh, 50s, 60s music. Yeah, but mostly like country and like gospel. There, were, there, there was a, a right? at least three tubs, and we're, we are talking, you know, the, the, the big... rubber made big tubs. Three of those was all country. Ugh. Country, I don't listen to. I don't, I'm not the biggest country fan. So, especially that kind of country. <laughs> so the family offered me, like, take it all. We don't care. Just get just, it out of our house. Out of so, guess what? Matt took it. And now it's all in my house. Like, yes. Why do so, I have all this in my house? <laughs> I have six giant tubs left. Now, I had three other tubs, like True. I said, of yes. country stuff I knew I would never listen to. And I'm like, I'm not selling this on eBay. I'm not going to sell this on Marketplace. You know what? I'm going to give it to Mike Martin. I bet he'll enjoy it <laughs> down Martin there at Common Market. Mike Martin loved it. He it was so great. It was Mike Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I love you. You're so great. <laughs> so I made a deal with... Mike, and the deal was, here, take all these records. 
Uh, I just checked with him. I saw him the other day, and uh, I was like, hey, how did that work? Oh, that worked out great. Uh, in fact, I kept most of them. <laughs> so he loved oh, that okay. genre. I'm so that, glad we could make It was Mike like cowboy happy. music and just that, you know, 50s, 60s country. Yeah. Uh, all all uh, yeah, them. Yeah, all the terrible country that so, we don't like. So I still have a lot of big band stuff, a lot of uh, crooner stuff. Um, Nat King Cole, I've got... There's just all kinds got, of records. I do him. like like we have some Christmas ones we got. I like those. I got a box of Christmas. We got ones. like box sets of Christmas, box sets of big band. Like that's got all a box cool. set of American history, U.S. American history on vinyl. Right? Isn't it like FDR like reading stuff? Like, oh, there's some of those too. Yeah. Like newsreel uh, uh, LPs. Like uh, what? I've got War of the Worlds by Orson Welles. What are we gonna do with all this? Well. <laughs> I don't know yet. Well, because because okay. it just sits in our house, right? Exactly. Now. You, we live in a hundred-year-old farmhouse, and mm-hmm. people live, who've listened to this podcast for a while have heard me talk about the fact that we have two and a half closets in our house, and they're all full with stuff that's not mine. But they're all full, <laughs> so there is no room that we can't even put it in a closet if we wanted to, because there's no room in the end. There's so, no room in the end. I am taking uh, advantage of this platform of which we this have. This is a which shameless is, self-promotion. I am, I am in your ears right now, hopefully in some earbuds or something like that, and you're like, yeah, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to I'd know like more to have some about album. Matt's vinyl collection, which I would love to make this disappear. I mean, I, would, I love... would love to listen to all this stuff, but I, if I started a record, it would take me all year to get, uh, probably two years to get through I mean, all this even if Audio, we listen to vintage vinyl, even if we listen to a record a day, it would take us five years to get through. All Easy. This. There's so many, so There's many, so many. So, so yes, come get my stuff. I don't want it in my house. Listeners, anymore, first if of all. you are into vinyl and you are a music appreciation person, let me know. Okay. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone gone boss. boss.